2: keep the music flowing we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one so check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach.
0: Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. And guess what? You don't have to die at the hands of a shape-shifting clown to join. No, all you have to do is tune in every Friday as us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. Each week, we'll either spend hours reading between the pages of one of his books or chew on his latest tweets and Hollywood headlines. What's more, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Mick Garris, Jerry O'Connell, Mary Lambert, Will Wheaton, and the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. consequence podcast network
2: hey welcome to another edition of kyle meredith with it's an audio interview series presented by wfpk independent louisville consequence of sound and the consequence podcast network uh hit the subscribe button right now wherever you're listening from go ahead and hit that so you can keep up with these interviews and then leave a rating uh, and a review as well I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Matt and Kim. They've got a brand new album called Almost Every Day. We'll talk about some of its themes of mortality and how it ties back to uh, Kim getting injured in Mexico. Uh, There's also some talk of Arrested Development, uh, the Ryan Hansen Solves Crime series, and Wild Wild Country, which Matt says uh, could involve him eventually joining a cult. (laughs)
0: This one's really fun. It's Kyle Meredith with Matt and Kim. Hey, it's Matt. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Sweating it out here in L.A. It's been a heat wave. Where are you at?
2: I'm in Louisville, and uh, we, too, have had that heat wave, so I understand.
0: And then one more question. How you just said it, is that the correct pronunciation?
2: (gasps) Yeah. Louisville? Louisville. Yeah, you don't really hit the "ville" so hard. It's, like, slurred both ways. Like, imagine Elvis with marbles in his mouth.
0: Yeah. Oh. No, I've had this conversation with people, and then— how far it will get taken is always like, oh, it got all the way to a <laughs> like that's something stuck in your throat
1: yeah
2: <laughs> it's funny. Um, I always had trouble trying to explain how to say it, uh, how to tell people to say it rather and um, and I was reading a magazine I was like last year, I think, and uh, an artist that's from here, Joan Shelley, I was in it and it was Mojo magazine or Uncut. It was one of the British magazines anyway. And and they explained it like, say it like Elvis would say it. And I said, isn't this funny that it took a magazine from the UK to tell me how to explain how to save my town to yeah. other people? So, yeah.
0: But that, that's pretty much the perfect explanation, huh?
2: Yeah, you just say, hey, Louisville. All right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Try less. Just do less. <laughs> yeah. We've got
2: a – um, we, we play a sweeper here that you do. It's, you know, uh, Matt and Kim, and you're listening to 919 F E K, and you say – Radio, and and then I can hear it in your voice that you're, you stop, you pause, you think about it, and then you go for it. And you almost hit it, too. <laughs> it is a pleasure to talk to you both.
1: Wait, do you have any uh, mouth requirements? Like uh, how mouthy I can get?
2: You need language
1: requirements?
2: <laughs> That's what I meant. Mouthy. How mouthy. I can, you know what? In fact, I do not because since we are taped. So one version of this, the the long, unedited version, it actually goes up to Consequence of Sound. And then I take uh, two little small uh, parts of it, and I play that on the air. And I have complete control to play whatever on the air, which means you can cuss as much as you want.
1: Fuck yeah! (laughs) In fact, Kim you can do it to
0: hear that.
2: unnecessarily. You can just cuss even when it doesn't need to be there. Just kind of jam it into a sentence where it's not supposed to be.
1: I'm telling you, that's that is my life.
0: <laughs> it's true. She'll say things on stage and I'll afterwards I'll tell her, "You just do you re- you said this on stage." She's like, "No, I didn't." I'm like, I pull up a video. She gets possessed sometimes.
2: <laughs> Maya, uh, I'm going to tell you my favorite live, Matt and Kim live moments. Speaking of th- those stage moments, uh, you all were playing one of the Forecastles. Uh, I feel like you've done several of those, but uh, but you were here and you were at Forecastle anyway, out on the out on the river, and and my mom was there, and uh, and and she's. <laughs> You know, she's she's sort of conservative. I mean, she goes to a lot of shows or whatever. I mean, she's not, you know, a complete prude about it all. But, but she's still sort of conservative in right? London And she was just asking about good shows. And I I wasn't really thinking too much about it. And I was like, well, actually, in fact, you know, Matt and Kim's going to be playing the stage here in about 10 minutes. You should go over there. And she does. And he goes over there. And, Kim, about the time she walks up, you jumped up on one of the speakers and stuck your hand down your pants. and okay. uh <laughs> Sort of like feign masturbating and that was that's her first shot of you all right there. And uh still she made it through that whole show and that's loved it.
1: Real see
0: <laughs> All right, I like her
1: stuff. I feel like you found out something new about your mom that day. Oh,
2: didn't I? She gets me back. That's how I, I used to always uh introduce her, you know, just like just cold to my friends. I'd be like, this is my mom. And then I would point her crotch and be like, that's where I came from. uh, (laughs) To to try to embarrass her.
0: You're like, wait, so where are you from? You grew up? No, I'm from right here. I'm from right there. I I
1: love where this is going. Yeah. Right. right.
0: It sounds like a a conversation in Kim's, in the Shafino household (laughs) with her family. Happy to be a part of that.
2: All right, let's do some official business then. September 13th, you guys will be returning to Louisville to the Mercury Ballroom. Happy to have you all part of that and the new record, which is so fun almost every day, uh, which is out now. It's fun, though, because you listen to the music, and, and it's really as fun as ever, and you listen to the words. And I start to think, is is this a midlife crisis album already happening? Is that
1: what's going on here?
0: I it's it's certainly there was
1: a midlife crisis can we call it? (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: it's just you're right, but you're right about a shift as as someone would have I think a midlife crisis where they're going through this moment that if everything feels different than it once did. We had that maybe a little bit early, but it was because of Kim's torn ACL uh, that she did on stage in Mexico. And us being forced to take a year off of the road, which both of our entire adult life, we've been touring in this band and it felt like it was over. You know, we we had never taken that kind of time off and it it felt like I'm getting I was getting some sort of vision of what it would be like when we don't get to do this anymore. And it really sucks. So I I didn't even realize, Kim, how much references in the album there was to like I'm not dead yet. Uh, rather be standing on the grass than lying under it. Like there's all this death stuff.
1: Because yeah. I think that's to us, if we can't do this, it's like being dead. <laughs> well, that's, that's dramatic. I <laughs> uh, that's what I felt like. I, I am usually a very extremely upbeat person, and I got super depressed during all this because I'm also like very active, and I was just stuck in bed and not being able to live the life I wanted to live. And I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> So I think you know we write about our lives, and that that was what we were going through.
2: I mean, every band seems to carry that in the back of their mind that it could be over at any point. Like even when you're riding success, it seems like every artist I talk to is always like, yeah, but it could end. It could end at any point, and, and suddenly you're faced with that in a way. And, and I'm sure this is well written out there, and you probably had to tell the story a million times. But what exactly happened on the stage that day in Mexico?
1: It was it was funny because it was actually after us taking the winter off so already we had taken a good chunk off that we normally wouldn't do and it was our first show back and there was a lot of problems at the festival like in the US this festival would have been evacuated like there was lightning this crazy storm that came in but like they pushed through and we were about to go on and then all of our sound cut from the stage to the speakers so then there was more delays and then finally our tour manager was like okay we're good to go we're good to go let's do this and I was like we gotta go out hard these people have been waiting. And uh, I did the same move that I do. Every show run out on stage, jump off the riser. Um, but someone moved a stage fan up where it's n- not normally. And as I was going to land, I was going to land on it. So I thought, oh, I'll spread my legs and straddle it. But I came down with such force that the bottom half of my leg went one way and the oh, top God. half went the other. And then I jacked my shit up.
0: <laughs> and that's the
2: first thing, like first thing out of the gates. Yeah,
1: yeah. We had not even gotten to our instruments yet. <laughs>
0: So I saw Kim there rolling around on the ground, but she has taken falls on stage before and I didn't know how bad it was. And I'm asking her if she's okay and she says she she wants to keep she wants to try to play. So we played through like five songs and I could just see how much pain she was in. I o she wanted to keep going. And I told her this is crazy. We're stopping.
2: So to take a year off like that, I mean that's that's also your livelihood was that part of the the fear like you know this is this is how we make money
1: I mean yes yeah. <laughs> luckily i'm really cheap and i make us save all of our money <laughs> so like we were in a good spot where we could take a year off so like at least that wasn't so heavy on our shoulders but now i'm like we took a year off so we need to do every show to make <laughs> up for that year <laughs> So, I'm like tell him that you can't you can't buy the organic fruit that's too expensive. Be just the regular stuff.
2: Now, now, have you found yourself being gun shy at all? You know, within the show, it, 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 did that happen?
0: I when we got back on stage, I I remember saying to Kim, "You need to like kind of think before you step, be be aware of your surroundings." I don't think it really slowed her down at all. <laughs> i well, yeah, I. I
1: I don't jump off the riser anymore too much.
0: I see <laughs> you jump off the riser. But it's, you get swept up in the adrenaline of it all. And, mm. it, and yeah, it's, you just, for better or for worse.
1: And let me just state that this last tour, Matt, you fell way more than I <laughs> even stumbled.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I took some some crashes. But you didn't made tear it anything. Alive, no tears, uh, no broken bones. I, I had I was convinced for a big portion of my life that I I could not break a bone Mm -hmm. that it would not happen. All the things I had done with snowboarding and skateboarding stuff growing up. And I would say that and people are like, Ooh, you jinxed yourself. You're going to, now it's going to happen. Like, no, I am invincible. I will never break a bone. (laughs) And then on stage in Denver, I took, I was playing a guitar, which I usually don't do on stage and I had too much freedom (laughs) and I fell off that damn riser. I just broke a finger, but still it proved I wasn't invincible. (laughs)
2: Well that, you know that, that plays perfectly into what I feel like you know is the other theme of this record because you do get the mortality thing and, and so maybe you 've accounted a bit for that, but there 's a whole other side of this record that talks about looking back and it 's nostalgia and it 's coming to terms. With never being able to get back there, which you know we're all close to the same age. I'm I'm 36, and uh, it, you know I I know that starts creeping in that moment where you feel you figure out that okay I'm I'm you know maybe I won't live a thousand years, maybe it'll only be 800 years instead or something like that, you know. <laughs> So where, where does that come well, from on the record?
0: I mean, I do think you notice these days how, I mean, I'm sure you notice it as well as how much faster the years go by. And we, our manager, his daughter, one of his daughters just graduated college, but I'm like, did she just, started college like last week, but remember when we were all in college, like those four years felt like such a big chunk of your life, but now four years can go by in an instant. But I think, you know, maybe something you're referring to is a song like called Like I Used to Be, which uh, the the hook is I should be or I could be more. Kim knows I always screw this up.
1: I should be more.
0: I should be more like I used to be. I've been blowing lyrics on stage. <laughs> maybe that's, that's the old age setting in too. There was one point where... I I kept messing up the lyrics of this song, Cameras. I, I just got in my head, and Kim wrote out the entire first verse on, like, 60 sheets of paper and handed them out to the audience before this, we played the song.
1: <laughs>
0: That's genius.
1: But, and it worked. It <laughs> you sang it right
0: just out of shame <laughs> but i you know i should be more like i used to be i that stems from there is a thing about when you start finding more success and you start having this team around you a record label manager agent all these people and everyone's looking at ticket sales and um how things are doing album streams and all of that and and you're comparing everything to other people and and what you've done in the past and it just makes me think about the time when we just started out and it was the two of us playing our instruments and there was no expectations of any success. Uh, we never thought we could ever make a living off playing music. And I there is something nice about that time because we still obviously play music cuz we love it, but I would love none of those other pressures as well and but those things start filtering in your life yeah. over time.
2: I mean the innocence and the naivety, you know, it uh, it does well
0: for Uh, with the creative muscle, I guess. I think so, absolutely. And I think but part of what made this most recent album Almost Every Day special, I think, is is we really focused on something we would have done very early on before we ever had a a single that worked, was we just wanted to make a really cool album and not worry about any sort of single that was going to perform on its own. It was more about a body of songs and that was a cool pressure to, or that was cool to take that pressure off as well and uh and in turn i think you know having such things as an acapella song and 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 a couple instrumental songs and, and slow songs and fast songs and it rather than just all being attempts at making a song that could work on the radio even if you're making songs you love but it, it lets you make these chances or songs that you never expect to be successful. But, for example, now we have a song called Happy If You're Happy, which is in our top five on Spotify, which is the song that's a minute and a half, and it's acapella. And we never thought it would be a standout song on its own, but people seem to really connect to it.
2: Well, and I want to bring up the, you know, it seems like community also played a big part of this. You've got a lot of guests. On this record. And they're all great names that we're huge fans of. And I'll point out Mark Hoppus, uh, uh, Kevin Morby, Santiago, King Cuff, on and on. W- where, where did that come from? Because I also want to say that the first time I listened through, I hadn't looked at any of the notes. And it never occurred to me, actually, that other people were on this record with you all. Like, it blended together. And when I did figure out that it was happening, it was like, oh, wow. It's like a community record, but it still sounds... Exactly like a Matt and Kim record.
0: Well that yeah. I mean the thing is we recognize that in a live show there there's this energy about having a bunch of voices singing along, right? They're not in the forefront. They're just singing along, filling out this vibe, adding this magic. And we knew we wanted to have more voices on the record, but Tim said, well, why don't we reach out to some of our friends who play music? And I thought everyone's gonna be really busy and no one was gonna be able to do it. (laughs) Like everyone was into it, which was awesome. But yeah, it's not about having specific features it's funny if you know where they are and you listen for them and you know that mark's office is on the courses of forever you're like oh that's totally mark's voice it it was crazy because if you turned them up a little bit like 2db if you know what that means it's mm. like it's a blink 182 song <laughs> his voice is so recognizable that boom that's all you hear and then you like you turn it down like 3db and he's just completely gone it it was a weird balance but
1: very hard mixing but also i think that it's interesting because we sent people the song and they sang along with Matt's track and we realized I was like I think people are just like in person like singing like you <laughs> I don't know it was kind of it was interesting that that take well I think
0: it happens I think if anyone is singing along with another voice they start taking on some of those qualities but it was I did notice yeah we noticed that in some stuff even though the one of the factors is is like I am I have a very weird relationship with my voice being I Think it's probably good that it's specific and it's recognizable, and people seem to know what it's a Man Kim song when he comes on. But it's also, I wish I could sing better. (laughs) I wish I didn't sound like me. It's just what I sound like, and uh, I don't, I don't seem to have the option to change it. Some people really know how to play with different tones, and I'm just, I'm trying to learn how. But you know, for what it's worth.
2: I was uh, I was talking with Nico Case on Friday and she said the exact same thing. So
0: Really? Yeah, so it's everybody. Yeah, of course it's everybody. You know, but but also No, you you feel like all these people who sing these great songs and have these great voices, they just love hearing themselves sing. <laughs> but then every now and then you're like, "Oh no, I don't want to hear that." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think everybody, you know, you I don't know. Most people I think would love to hear an impersonation of them to know what they sound like and you just got like this amazing all-star roster to do exactly that so that's that's a cool position to be in
0: yeah yeah and they i mean but then you know people like santi gold and and like even dave from tokyo police club they have such specific voices that Mm Of course, those things really shine through. But every now and then, we'll be in the studio, and who's ever producing the track, I'll sing a line, and they'll be like, "Oh, maybe try to sing it more like this." And I don't think they're thinking about it, but they kind of do an impersonation of me, and it's just the—it's pretty much the most annoying voice I could possibly imagine. I'm like, "No, don't, don't do an impersonation." <laughs> yeah. well, that's
2: awesome. Well, I know you just announced the uh, the second leg of the tour, and those tickets are on sale now. And again, I, I'll, I'll mention that the uh, September 13th, you'll be back here in Louisville to. the— to the Mercury, and uh, it's always so fun to hear what you guys are doing with the live set on your tours, because not only do you do your songs, you always incorporate... Uh, some great covers uh what what are you doing this time what are you doing these
0: days Which ones I'm trying to think of what what's in the current roster We were doing the uh Rihanna Umbrella cover How old would you say that song is now so, It's crazy cuz it doesn't feel that old but it's
2: old No right? I was just re- so it made the um it made the Rolling Stone Top 100 Songs of this Decade and I know it's a it's it's a mid 2000s song what I didn't know is the, the 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 songwriters the the duo who wrote that uh, first gave it to Britney Spears and she turned it down and said no thanks and I thought man mid two thousand she really could have used that one
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, oh
1: that's crazy wait we are doing can I say we're doing the mouth of my vagina yeah what is that that's I don't not a cover it's not a cover but it's good
0: <laughs> no it's that's not the right way we've been saying it. I've <laughs> been off the road too long. But, no, the walls of Kim's vagina. <laughs> because, you know, what's traditionally known, I remember from punk shows, as the wall of death, which is where you split the crowd up uh-huh. uh, and you make a line down the middle. But um, we've we've made it a more pleasant experience. It's now the walls of Kim's vagina. <laughs> but it's still shut tight and fast.
1: Kegels, man, they go a long way.
2: Amazing. Uh, I, You know, it's fun to say that. I had... can't wait to be a part of the walls of kids' vagina. No, I can't say that with straight face. That's a, that's impossible.
1: Lord. Wait, tell your mom, though. She might be oh, into it. Oh, I will definitely
2: tell my mom that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. I think you were saying something else there. I completely
0: oh no no i i forget i i mean i was just remembering the other covers we have we have uh jump van halen oh, that's in there nice, very nice we i feel
1: like we gotta come up with something new for the second leg of the tour
0: humble yeah. we have kendrick lamar mm-hmm. kim's looking at these like yeah we gotta we gotta yeah. add some more yeah stuff. On, it's uh, tough though like yeah as you mentioned we've always done little covers and, and stuff like that and, and sometimes they really work well like When we had Bismarck, he's just a friend, great, but we had to retire it. When we had like um, Alice DJ, better off alone, great. Uh, What do we have? We had um, Europe,
1: the final countdown, the final
0: countdown. Um, uh I
1: feel like we can bring that back around because Arrested Development's back on. Oh, that's true why we decided to do it That's the reason we're huge fans were development
2: I saw you all put out to put that on an, on, a, on Twitter earlier uh before the season started I think you're asking for your favorite character maybe I wonder
1: yeah. yeah yeah well but mine always keeps changing even though this season Buster was killing it for me he was so good
2: did you all were you were you on board with it last season because I know even to hardcore fans it was sort of like
1: yeah
2: but then they remixed it too so you get like um
1: wait, wait I'm I was on board. Matt wasn't until the remix.
0: Yeah, the re-edit, which if people didn't know and they gave the the first season a shot, it was very cut up and the timeline was very confusing. And I think essentially... Someone, just a fan, re-edited the timeline to be completely linear, and they, like, put it online. I think the, the actual producer saw it and were like, it's kind of better like that. <laughs> so they did a re-edit it in a proper timeline, and it's way better. Because then you're just, it's not about doing tricks of when things happen. It's, it's about these characters and loving them. That's what I think. It's going
2: to come to, like, a Blade Runner standard with Arrested Developments. Like, you know, which, which side are you on?
1: Yeah. Yes, (laughs) I'll take it either way. Either way, I enjoyed it.
2: You, we, we've done, like, I, you just done, I mean, you, we've done, I think, over your career, maybe three interviews before today. And I think every single one of them have ended with TV talk. And I didn't mean to do that. But I believe that's actually happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I like that. That's our thing now. So, like, next time, it's going it's to happen again.
0: Yeah, we will be a different Hopefully, show.
1: Be... Wait, though, can we tell you what we just started watching?
0: Of course. Do you know what? It's called Wild Wild Country, I no, think.
1: No, no. Well, that, too. That was really good. But what's the YouTube show?
0: Oh, Ryan Hansen solves crime. Crimes?
1: Hilarious. I don't know that one.
0: It's on, it's, it's on like YouTube, uh, their subscription service, but it's, it's actually written. It's so funny. Yeah.
1: It's written really well,
0: but then the wild, wild country, we started these at the same time. Have you seen that on Netflix or no, whatever? I know so, what that one is. I haven't watched it. Oh my God. The funny thing is I'm, I'm a few or a few episodes in and we're so well, I, I actually haven't talked to Kim this. I'm so on the side of the cult. Is that weird? <laughs> on the side of the cult yeah like you would think like oh this crazy cult that i don't know if it's going to take a weird turn but at this point it's just like they're just trying to live their lives and have this property off the grid and do this thing and everyone's trying to bring them down i feel kind of bad See, i that.
1: feel like a cult could get you in real quick and <laughs> i would be like i don't trust it like what are you doing
2: You
0: give me that cute little red outfit <laughs>
2: You, you know, what's fun right now is is someone who hears this is going to have seen the entire show and they're going to be like, oh, man. Oh, poor Matt. You don't know what's in store yeah. for you.
0: <laughs> That's
2: how they got them all.
0: <laughs> That's
2: how it happened. Well, it was such a pleasure and always a fun time talking with the both of you. Uh, thank you so much for this. Congrats on the new album. We can't wait to see you in Louisville. It's going to be a fun time.
1: Oh, thanks so much.
2: Good to talk to you. All right. Talk to you again soon. We'll see you around. Bye. 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 Hey, thank you to Matt and Kim, the new record, Almost Every Day. YouTubers, hit subscribe so you can keep up with the uh, interviews and your favorite artists. Uh, Podcast fans, you're probably looking at iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you're getting it from. Uh, Hit that subscribe button as well, and then leave a rating and a review. And then head over to WFPK.org where you hear me do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to three Eastern. There's also some bonus episodes of this series over there. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
0: Consequence Podcast Network.